Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe or not? We got a great show for you guys today, okay? We are going to be talking about the Blazers getting bounced in the playoffs. We got to go about the Deontay Wilder fight because we didn't discuss that last show. And then we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones. That's right, our final Game of Thrones recap ever. So without further ado, let's get into it. Three, two, one. Uh, we are so back. <laughs> We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. back baby it's the charity stride pitch your free throws because they free so would 155 coming hot at you guys and so would 154 and i'm flanked on my right by alex toss me the rock to sopless he's in the house today nikki snacks Kreider unfortunately could not make it for this show he we're recording on wednesday morning you know so that's the way the schedules worked out we're usually pretty like we kind of we don't put it off we, usually, we like to do it at night you know before the dust settles the good like cleanser before bed but today like most of us couldn't do it and at the night because we have an event later so we had to do it during the day and nikki snacks Crider couldn't come this morning because he's at a boozy brunch on a wednesday and this listen let me, let me tell you something right now there's a couple things you don't mess with nikki snacks Crider about you don't comment on his backswing you don't talk to him about the San Diego Chargers. Sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. If you're going to talk smack, all right? Or the Padres. Or the Padres. And you don't mess with him on his boozy brunch. Like, he loves, dude loves like a little mimosa. Mm-hmm. He loves mimosa. He's, weirdly, he's actually, that's actually wrong. He's not a mimosa guy. He's a Bellini guy. A Bellini, really? Yeah. Really? You need to pay more attention. I do need to pay more attention. Damn, I did not know that. Nikki Snacks Kreider loves Bellinis and he loves shucking oysters. He loved to that. That I know. The guy, that guy slurps oysters down like nobody's business. He like hand motion in the air, like someone would say daiquiri. Like they say daiquiris, right? And, and do the home run, the home run shot, yeah. Wedding crashers. He's like oysters. You know, you know. He, he listen. He loves them. Again, I've never seen him do that. Really? No. Did you need to be paying more attention? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys, let's get let's get into this fucking thing. Usually, we'll kick off with some fan questions, but we had Trevor Williams on the show last week, and again, if you haven't heard that one, he was an amazing guest. Go check that out. Wishing Trevor the best of luck in OTAs. We know he was ready. That guy was hungry. He was ready to hit somebody in the chair. Honestly, I felt a little uneasy sitting next to him at times because he was ready to tackle me. That guy was so ready to play some football. Nicest guy though. 
nicest fucking guy ever. Um, but yeah, so we missed out on some stuff this past weekend. So we're going to forego the fan questions this week and just go right into some sports stuff. A segment. Pack your bag, stick a fork in yourself, you're done. Pack your bags, Pete. Pack your bags. Go back to Nowheresville. Stick a fork in them, they're done. Pack your bags, stick a fork in yourself, you're done. The Portland Trailblazers. Um, a lot of people thought that the Trailblazers were going to be able to at least give the Warriors a run for their money when KD went down. Obviously, no Bogey Cousins, and it was going to be Steph Curry and Clay and Iguodala and the gang versus a red-hot Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum squad. They don't have Nurkic, but we had a lot of faith in Cantor, and we completely forgot about Draymond Green. This whole scenario and how good he was, so he just kind of came to party, and they and they took the they took the Blazers down in four. Yeah. I mean, a, after they walloped them in game one, I was like, all right, you know what? That's game one in in Oakland. Let's see what the Blazers can do. I don't know. Most people, most analysts going into that series were were pretty uh, on board with the Warriors sweeping them, sweeping them. Yeah, really. I yep. you, you didn't think that was going to happen. I thought they were going to give them the gentleman sweep. A, a clean like a four one four one yeah I I, I just th- figured that the the Trailblazers Dame and McCollum would put up like sixty combined together one game and and they would win one but they would win one but they and you know what they had a they had lead, the lead going into most of the games in the fourth quarter yeah but shame on anyone for sleeping on Steph Curry yeah well, he put up the most points in playoff history by an individual in a sweep one hundred and forty five points really yeah. he's yeah I which I, the the second um. Highest point scored was Shaquille O'Neal with 144. So like, damn, right behind him. Yeah, and and, and Shaq doesn't. That's no threes. That's no threes. That's crazy. And no free throws. Right. No threes and no free throws. Yeah, Steph is. I don't know exactly what the number is, but he's for sure shot over 85 free throws in this in uh, in this playoffs. I think he's like, and he hasn't missed. He's missed, but he's shooting. I don't think he's missed. He's missed. Really? But he's shooting like 97%. Yeah, it's pretty crazy what he's done. And people obviously count him out. Draymond is a two-time defensive player of the year and completely locked down the interior. And him and Clay, honestly, like they played great trap ball on Dame on the outside and CJ, and then they didn't let him get good outlet passes, and they didn't let him get good looks late in the game. And they, you know what? It's like, oh, the the Blazers blew the lead. No, it's like you you blow blow the lead against great teams. Top dollar teams, like the best teams ever, they go and take that lead back. And that's what Steph Curry did. It's I've never seen a player where like a minute and a half left in the game and you're down nine, like you're still in the game. And you don't need like a Reggie Miller, T-Mac miracle. Like you're legitimately in the game because on the defensive side of the ball, you have Draymond, you have Clay. On the offensive side of the ball, you have Steph Curry, who honestly down nine with a minute and a half left. There's no player in NBA history I'd rather have on my team than Steph Curry. And I would throw Clay Thompson and the top ten guys that you would rather have. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, in the take. in the NBA in general, outside the Warriors, no lead is safe. Just because of the way that the game's played now, and, and how many three pointers are shot, you could make the argument for the Blazers as being like the second best team in that regard. If you're down nine, to really change yeah, the absolutely. script on you, yeah, for sure. And like you know, Dame came out and said that it would have been different if they had Nurkic, but <laughs> what if they had like Cousins and Durant? You know, right? There's no argument there that for that to be made. The Blazers are in a bit of murky territory because they didn't give them as big of a. I think the, the real series was against the Rockets. The Rockets were the second best team. We slept on them. We thought the Jazz would come out hotter, and they really didn't, and they blew some games. And the Rockets were the second best team in the Western Conference. And they they got beat pretty badly by the Warriors, too, for all intents and purposes. You know? I just think the Blazers, they need, I don't know what they need to add. 
because I think McCollum's really good too to Dame. Well, listen, they've got Dame, McCollum, and Nurkic through two more years, two more seasons together. They had an Evan Turner's contract this year. They when is that? No, next year. That's, End of next year. So that's eighteen million that they're not getting back next that's, year. Uh, that's so bad. I mean, that's they're also playing. I mean, deal. look, Mo Harkless is now like contributing a lot. Um, or at least he was during Mo the regular Harkless. season. But he and Myers Leonard are both getting paid eleven million, which is like Myers look, Leonard. Dropped Mo Harkless, I'm okay with them paying eleven million. Myers Leonard has one good game right. in his career. Like this, he had a career high in the playoffs. This past game was. I'd much rather be seeing Myers Leonard getting the money that Zach Collins is getting, and Zach Collins is a better player than Myers Leonard, and he's getting. They have him through the next three seasons, no more than eight, no more than seven and a half million in the in the last season. Yeah, in the rookie deal. Yeah. They, I don't know. It's Rodney Hood is someone that they'd have to re-sign. Seth Curry is someone that they'd have to re-sign. And his Cantor is someone that they'd have to re-sign. All three of those guys, they are now getting for under. They they had them this season for under three and a half million dollars. That will not be the case if they have to re-sign them going oh, forward. Oh no! Wow. Yeah. I mean, you can maybe get Seth Curry for like three. Maybe. Yeah. And then Rodney, look what, look what Seth Curry did for them. Yeah. In Rodney, the Rodney Hood can be five or six. I think Cantor could go for ten. I think all those guys deserve more than Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless. Yeah, but they I don't think they'll get it. And I they all deserve more than Evan Turner, but I don't think they'll get Can't, it. Someone will pay Cantor. They should. I think he's really good. I think so, he's a really good basketball player. Someone will pay him seventeen million. That's a lot. Is it? I think it's a I guess he's, I guess not. He's a starting center in the NBA. Yeah, I guess like John Wall's making like forty five mil. He's not gonna even be will he even play most of the season next year. It's it's a tough one. But the Blazers are pack your bags. The Warriors are going on to the finals. The the Raptors and Bucks are beating the shit out of each other. Unfortunately, I think that this was the best chance that the Blazers had. Even with Nurkic being that, healthy next okay, season. That was gonna be my question. I think you. the the pieces, the the secondary pieces, tertiary pieces that they need are gonna fall by the wayside and they're not gonna have enough money. Um to get guys. I honestly think that... The and and the other teams that are younger than them are just getting better. Teams like the Kings are getting better. The Nuggets, honestly. The Nuggets got, are getting better. Got, I think they got they kind of got away a little bit on too unscathed against yeah. the Nuggets. The Warriors, as long as they have Steph and Clay, or They're at least the, a combination of two of those... If they have Draymond, Steph... And one other guy, they're always going to be competing. If the Warriors have Draymond, Steph, and Clay, I there will not be a team in the NBA that I will put ahead of them. Ever, yeah, it's tough. I, I, you can't like I don't if Mm-mm. if Le, even if LeBron like gets AD and Iguodala and Kyrie, if Iguodala is still on that team and you have those three guys, then like yeah, yeah, I have a hard time not getting them to the Western Conference Finals. They they're about to win four. If they win this time, it's four of the last five. Like they they had won four of the last five, which is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, in the NBA, I mean, you done. look on talking about like my Mavericks. Look what they've done. Let's see what happens when Kristaps comes back. They could be someone that you know that jumps into the playoff push. They get the Jazz aren't the Jazz aren't going anywhere. No, I think the the Jazz they really want Mike Conley. I think if they go get him, and I think Mike Conley would rather play in Utah than Detroit, which is a thing we've been throwing around for a while. I think Mike Conley in Utah. Yeah, I think that could really propel them too. I think the Jazz, the Nuggets are teams you have to look at. I'm interested to see what the Spurs do. You know, if they go out and add a piece, maybe. I mean, I'm not saying the Blazers are going to get bounced from the playoffs. No, the playoff hunt next year, but do they have what they need to get 
past the Western Conference Finals or to even get to the Western Conference Finals next year. I don't think year. they do. I don't think the Rockets with Chris Paul's contract do. I don't think they'll be able to. I don't think either of those teams are a threat. I think people are kind of poo-pooing the thunder, but they're really doubting what Pressy does as a GM. He went out and got Paul George and got him to stay. Mm-hmm. I think he has Stephen Adams. I think if Stephen Adams is a better you know, postseason next year, they'll be dangerous, and I think he's going to build the bench. Yeah. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder will be back in the mix if they can build the bench, and I think they'll be able to do that. Right, they have some young guys on the bench who could only get better. Yeah. It's about growing your young guys too on the bench. Like Van Vliet on the Raptors, Siakam on the Raptors. Like those weren't big time draft picks by any means. Yeah, I'm not looking at anyone on the Blazers roster and saying that like they're going to make a considerable jump to the next level. Exactly. Because McCollum's already done that, right? Damian Lillard is a top five point guard in the league. They're not getting any better. They've hit their ceiling, right. which is a great ceiling. But they've hit their ceiling. You know, it's not like, yeah, exactly. So that this is the, the your two best players are the best they're going to play right now, and you got to go out and add some pieces. But the the Turner contract and the Leonard contract and the Harkless contract that really hurts them right there. That's just not good deals, you know. And I know you have to, and I know that was like a really bad time actually for the NBA when all those deals are being made, like the Turner deals. We always joke about the Mozgov deal, mm-hmm. you know. We talk about like even like even like the big teams, like the Conley. Deal. I love Mike Conley as a player. But he was like the highest paid player at one point in the yeah. NBA, and then that, that was like when they like you know up the cap space and teams kind of like ran wild with that, and there were a lot of mistakes made. They drunk the Kool Aid. You can't drink the Kool Aid, bro. It's dumb. Not to mention Al Farouk Aminu's contract is also up at the end of the season. That that he has to be resigned. Absolutely, he's, he's their three and D guy. He's yeah, he's a good player. I always like, and he's got a sick name. Al Farouk Aminu. Aminu. I yeah. wouldn't if I could have one name. If I could swap names with any NBA player, I think it'd be him. Okay. It's a bit religious for me, but I think I would do it. <laughs> Moving on to biggest balls of the week. Balls of steel. Biggest balls of the week brought to you by Goldbond. I know Chafe Life is a motherfucking safe life. Uh, Deontay Wilder. I, I don't know if you, you saw the, obviously, the, the replay, which mm-hmm. was just essentially the entire first round. Yeah, I didn't watch the fight start to finish, which like wasn't a huge endeavor in and of itself. Yeah, I mean that was it pretty. It literally took. I sat down, right, shot the shit, watched like a, a couple pre cards, right, and then they rang the bell, and it was over. And I, you know, I knew it was over. You know, watching the highlights, watching like you know the press conferences, it's and then that guy, con- and then Wilder comes out wearing armor. Essentially, he's essentially wearing armor, and I knew the fight was over. You know, like what the the guy stepped. You know, he got in the ring by stepping over all the ropes. <laughs> he didn't go under. He stepped over all the ropes like he was motherfucking Hulk Hogan, or the Big Show. And you don't get into a ring with that man. You can't do that. You know, and um, no offense to like Dominic Brazil, but he did not belong in that fight. I mean, this guy's a beast. He's a he's what forty one zero and one. Yeah, he's like he's tied with, Tyson with, Fury and the, with forty of his forty one wins are knockouts. Knockouts, bro. Like, what? How much? There's no amount of money you could pay me to step into the ring with that man. It's not worth it. At no, that point. I don't even think I'd do it for a billion dollars. No, because that would also require a billion. A billion, yes, because I would also shit. No, I'd do it for a billion. I don't think I would. All the medical expenses are taken care of with a billion dollars. Yeah, but not the shame of shitting myself in front of an audience of people and pissing yourself. It's a fight. Like there's like beer spilled and popcorn smell. I mean, it's not. A you fight. can get away with a lot it's there, a, dude. He, as long he, as you're wearing not white shorts, you're fine. He came out and was like, "This is the only sport where you can kill a man 
and get paid for it. And I'm going to exercise that right. You know who that man would that would be killed? That would be me. <laughs> Honestly, it's not my cup of tea. And I don't roll this way. I have no problem that anyone. You roll the way you want to roll. I'm so cool with it. I don't roll this way. That being said, I think I would suck 100 dicks before I got into the ring with Deontay Wilder. Okay. <laughs> that's I'm gonna, not a hot take either i do right. it two times over i do think it's it's interesting you look at the guy and he you, i look at him i'm like oh that guy's like he crushes in ufc like that's not the type of guy i look at and go he's a boxer right when i think like best boxer in the world i think of like floyd mayweather who is certainly a tactical magician. yeah and he's and floyd mayweather you look at him he's like not very tall obviously but he's he's shredded but he's kind of he's like lean mean fighting machine right and wilder you look at him i'm like that's a man that but this guy's also a lean, mean fighting machine. He's he is. Six, seven, two thirty. Yeah, he's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty lean. It's pretty. He was like, but he's just so tall. He was like forty pounds lighter. And his reach is like eighty three inches or something like that. Dude, yeah, he would hit me before I even like you know got like three steps out of the fucking corner. Yeah, knocked out. He's like reaching over. He, him reaching and punching at you is like Mr. Fantastic. Like his arm just continues very, to stretch and just hits you right in the it's, face. It's very fantastic for it's mm-hmm. not as lame. Yeah. He'd be like a slow. What a bomb. What a bomb. The both first, of them. Both. The first one was like D's. They even had Michael B. Jordan in the second one and it bombed. And yeah. Miles T. That's not their fault. That's not Michael B. Jordan's fault. Michael hey, it starts from the ground up. You got to have good management to have a good team. I don't care who you are. He, yeah, it's not his fault at all. Don't don't hate the player. Hate the game. On Script that one. first, baby. The first for sure. Deontay Wilder, though, like, like I... I, Anthony Joshua is the only, or a Tyson Fury rematch. That's the only, th- the only two people that should be allowed to fight this man because at this point, anybody else is just going to get embarrassed. Like that guy had no chance. I've never seen that in a fight. Yeah. Even in like the Conor McGregor fight that ended in like nine seconds, I was like, all right, this is gonna be a good fight at least. That guy had no business being in the ring with him, and everybody I was in the room with, like everyone agreed with it. And, like, in the room were people that don't even watch boxing. One dude was so high he could barely open his eyes and gave, like, a thumbs up to, like, you know, like, I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> and like, I, you know, not to, like, really over, uh, voice my opinion, but I was like, yo, does anybody else agree that this guy should not be in the ring with this man? Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, we are all in the same agree. He liked the way he was dressed. It's interesting. The song he came out to was so slouch. <laughs> it's interesting that Brazil, uh, he, like, came out and said, trying to save face, I, I'm imagining, that he thought that a big haymaker like that was coming in like round five or six. Dude, Ligma nuts, bro. Like, what because, the you know, like you there's, gonna happen? we don't necessarily see it, but there are like tactics and strategy involved in boxing. And these guys come out and they say, you know, I got to go 10 rounds. So I'm going to conserve energy in certain rounds and stuff like that. But <laughs> Wilder is just like, if he gets a swing on you, you're done. I you're toast. Listen, I ain't no Mickey. I ain't no Apollo Creed. Okay. I don't know some, I don't know strategy like these guys do. That being said, my strategy against Deontay Wilder would be to come out swinging and knock that motherfucker out early or else he's going to get you. What? No, my strategy is run. Yeah, like, as, like oh, well, I'm not like that's, I'm not I'm saying if I'm like As hanging. Andy Garcia said in Ocean's 12, run, run and hide. Run and hide. Run and hide. Yeah. Listen, that guy is not a man to be trifled with. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to I told you so. What I did bloody tell you. I told you so. The Minnesota Twins. It's a team that Nikki Snacks Kreider, on behalf of him, he and I were high on them going into this year, and they have made some noise. They are the number one team. That's right. They're leading the AL Central, but they are also they've put up the most runs by any team 
in the AL, right? Okay, they're second in run differential. They're under 200 runs allowed and almost a 300 runs scored. We're talking about the third best team in baseball right now. We are talking about the third best team in baseball. And behind honestly, the, it's, not the Strohs, a, it's not a right? joke. Like the, the Mariners came out hot and we all got like our panties up in a bunch and we're super psyched about that. But this isn't that team. This team's got some staying power. And we were talking about they made some just really good veteran move. Like getting Marwin Gonzalez, a guy who could play across the diamond, was a great move. Jorge Polanco looks to be legit and he's like their starting shortstop. He's batting 340. I don't think about 340 for the rest of the season. Again, baseball is a game of adjustment. We have to see how this guy goes down the line. But he's been pretty good. Eddie Rosario is a legit power hitter. That's a good guy to have in the three-hole. Cruz is hurt, but he'll be back. You know, CJ Crone has always been good. I know most of you guys do not know who the hell I'm talking about when I talk about CJ Crone, but he was in the Angels. He just couldn't really stay healthy. And listen, he's not going to be any more than a 260 hitter. But this guy could pop 30 home runs, right? Sano is back. Buxton's actually been good this year. Okay, he's not he's not the number one prospect in baseball good, right? He's not living up to that hype yet, but he can really field, he can really run, he's getting on base a lot, which is what you need. I mean, I think the the good thing about the Twins this year is that what we talked about maybe a couple weeks back, I don't remember how many soats back it was, but how divisions do not mean shit in basketball, but they mean something in the MLB. I mean, and the bottom three teams, the White Sox, the Tigers, and the Royals, are bad. Yeah. And so the Twins are just going to rack up these wins, just Beating that, these teams, but that's how like the Red Sox made the World Series. You look at the Red Sox last year, and like, and that's how they dominated the season. They were like good against like they were good against like top teams. Right, they were unbelievably sound. Yeah, against the bad teams, they did not give up games against the bad teams, and that's how you win. First of all, the Twins are seventeen and eight on the road. That's which amazing. Is, which is amazing. Yeah, Barrios is pitching fantastic. Odorizzi has finally got it together. Kyle Gibson's got like a one something. He got got a four ERA, but he's been really good. You know, for most of the season, yeah, the, the bullpen has been super nice. Taylor Rogers, Blake Parker has been good, you know, and then uh, they're going to make a move. What if they could now go after Madison Bumgarner? They have a great pipeline. They can net fuck paying Keiko. They could go out and get Bumgarner, rent him, right? They don't think of that much. The Giants will do it for cheap because they're going to get desperate. I love what the Minnesota Twins have got going on because we knew that the the Astros would be sick. Mm-hmm. We knew the Yankees would be sick. Now, honestly, the Yankees are the scariest team in baseball because they're doing all this without Judge and without Stanton and when right. those guys get back. And, and honestly, without Severino. So their best pitcher, they are two best hitters. They are still the number one team. Yeah, and I mean, the obviously, and they started so poorly, but for them to flip the switch like that is really impressive. Yeah, without these guys, the Yankees are the best team in baseball. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the Red Sox are on the back. They're, they'll make the playoffs probably in a you know wild card capacity. I'm a little concerned about the Indians. Yeah, I mean that's who they're competing against. Yeah, right now. But I think the, the Indians think, would make the playoffs right now if we ended the season. Yeah, the not Ray, that that means anything, but yeah, the Rays' pitching has been phenomenal. So that I don't think that'll slow up, and their hitting is always going to be solid. They're good enough. That's how they go by it. And mm-hmm. the just the Red Sox, I think they'll push past the Indians. The Indians are just missing that like Edwin Encarnacion middle of the lineup. They should have resigned Brantley. That was such a mistake. The Astros are benefiting that. It's been the best offseason move by far and away was the Astros signing Michael Brantley, and hey, you cannot argue me on that. Look out on that second wild spot. Wild card spot. Don't uh, don't sleep on them. The Rangers. Don't sleep on them. <laughs> Listen, the Rangers. They're five hundred right now. Yeah, they put up. They are points, bro. They put, they put up runs. They put up runs. Their pitching is, oof. Garbage. 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 Yeah. The lineups yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, I I the Twins. 
I mean, the Dodgers are fantastic, but outside the Dodgers, and I think the Cubs are real good too. But something I'm always a little skeptical on them as of late because the pitching, because Darvish walks a lot of guys. You never know when Quintana is going to fall apart. Same with Lester. Uh, I think Hendricks has been really nice for them, and their bullpen's always a bit shaky, but the lineup's been fantastic. I, I think the Twins are a top five most dangerous team in baseball, and they're legit. They're legit, and I'm happy that we called that. That was a really good pick. We're really going back and forth, and I think we moved on from the Indians at the right time. All right, speaking of moving on, moving on to the next segment. We are flying through it. Maybe I was wrong. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, You're very good looking. I'm not attractive. Maybe, oh man, maybe I was wrong about the entire NHL playoffs. Um, we had the Tampa Bay Lightning, who were the best team in the NHL, and rightfully, listen, we you admit tied for the best NHL record of all time. Yeah, and they got swept um, <laughs> in the first round. And you know what? Honestly, I'm not even embarrassed. We picked them to win it all because it was a safe pick. Honestly, 2020, I wouldn't do it again. Um, it was essentially like pick, picking Virginia to win. March Madness two years ago. Oh, it was exactly the same. It, and you know what? Next year we're they're gonna win it all. That's how this whole thing works. Is that what we're saying? And then and they've taken the Nashville Predators. We had them, but no, we were wrong. And it's the Blues versus the Bruins. Now, a couple interesting things. You know, we're not gonna break it down for you guys because you know that we know nothing about hockey, and we admit it all the time. But a couple interesting. We are po- the John Snows of hockey. We are the John Snows of hockey. Um, and a couple quick things, you know, that's cool. The Blues have made the Stanley Cup for the first time since 1970. That's 49 years, for those of you who don't like to do quick maths. And th- the last time they were in the Stanley Cup, they played the Boston Bruins, which is pretty wild. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty Deontay Wilder. 49 that, years later. 49 years later. And if the Boston Bruins win, it'll be the first time since 1935 where Detroit did it with the Tigers, the Red Wings, and the Lions where three major sports won in the city. From the same city. Yeah, same city. Because the Red Sox have won, right? Because they're the first. The baseball is the start of it. The Pats have won. Pats have won. Kyrie blew it. And then the Bruins have, well, if they win, that'll be three. And I don't even know if we could count the 1935. I hate to be like that. But it's just a different era of sports. Because there's like eight teams. I think it's impressive that clearly, you know, the Model T had Detroit popping off. Yeah. Because three teams from the same city in three different sports, that's impressive. Let's make Detroit great again. I'm down. I'm so down. I'm so down. I'm not going to lie. I always root for Matt Stafford. I always do. I always yeah, I mean, he's, from, he's a Dallas guy. I got to root for him. Yeah, he, I think he's pretty swag. Um, but yeah, the, the Stanley Cup Finals are good. Playoff hockey is the best. I'm just looking for someone to hit somebody. I'm kind of at a toss-up. I'll admit, I, the Bruins are the only Boston team that I don't die hard root for. I will have their back because it is Boston. I know Toss is rooting for the Bruins, too, because you don't like the Blues. Yeah, I mean, as a Stars fan, I, I really don't like the Blues at all. But, um, yeah, so I guess I'll go for the Bruins. And I don't really care about – I think it's cool if Boston gets three different sports championships in one year. I think it's cool, Listen, too. you guys have won so many that, like, I can't, I can't be like, oh, not another one for Boston. At this point, it's like, how far can we go? And it's like the same thing with the Warriors, honestly. It's like, how far can the city take this thing? Yeah. You know, and it's crazy because like also the, the Blues are the ones that bounce the stars. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm all for One it. For the buddy Bruins. is from college. He's like a huge Blues fan. It's the only sport he really follows. He loves hockey. So you know, I'll give him like a little. I'll give him the Blues a little love. You know, I'll root for him a little bit because I know he'll be super happy, right? But the Bruins, you gotta root for history in that regard. Because 1930, it's longer 
you know, the 1970s, 35 years longer. For those of you, again, who don't like to do quick math, that's 84 years. We could not have been more wrong with our picks, though. We sucked balls. Yeah. You were terrible. We knew nothing and awful. it showed. Absolutely awful. I mean, we were safe. We made safe picks. I definitely, like, we pushed the Predators a little too far because we like the name and Vegas a bit far because we like the idea of Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I'm ashamed as a guy from Dallas to have not put the stars past Nashville. But, uh, like, it's my job to be objective about things. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outside yeah, of the Mavericks. The Mavericks are winning the title next yeah, year. You know, yeah, you're, you're, you're delving it. When it comes to the Mavs, you delve into, like, Nikki Snacks, Crider, Padres territory. That's but, not true. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it, it's, uh, I can't believe you. He's the, no, I'm just saying, Nick, there's no one that's a more committed fan to their franchise than Nick is with the Padres. You have to. And be. the Chargers. They've sucked so long. Yeah. It's like I could get like whimsical with the Red Sox and the Patriots and the Celtics because I've seen them win so many times. I could kind of be a little lack lackadaisical with it, and I'll admit that. But Nick is like he's like he like yeah because you can you you can like confidently say my team's probably not going to win this year, and then they'll go and win. Yeah, he was like he was like he was like two two minutes short of begging Trevor Williams to get him a Super Bowl last (laughs) week. I could feel it coming out the tip of his mouth. Um, But yeah, we were so wrong about the Stanley Cup final. But go watch that shit. It's gonna be super fun. Moving on to pack your bags, take a fork in yourself. Yeah, done. Pack your bags, take a fork in yourself. Yeah, done. Tyree Kill. Double pack your bags. Double pack your bags. Two pack your bags. Yeah, double pack your bags. We just bags. really like this segment. We really like the segment, and also I probably wasn't paying attention. Um, pack your bags, take a fork in yourself. Yeah, I had you covered, and then you just blew it. <laughs> yeah, I just totally blew it. <laughs> pack your bags, take a fork in yourself. You're done. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, another pack your bags, because this dude is toast, bro. They're not. I, I don't think he's going to play this year. Hot I mean, take. Goodell I is not ruling. He's not making a ruling until the like what's done is done in court. Yeah, if you're gonna, which I mean, this, knowing how how long things can drag on in court, I mean, yeah, we've this been is, there. Yeah. We've been there. We've been, we've literally been there before. But you know what, though, I will say this: I think he's, if if it's going on too long in court, he's gonna have to save some face and make a decision for the NFL because look what happened with AP, right? And that didn't even like go to court really. That you know he was like did nothing. He didn't go to jail or anything. He served no prison time, but he missed an entire season in his prime for what he did to his son. I think Tyreek Hill, and this is not the first issue that's happened with Tyreek Hill. There was problems in college. There's been problems before. Now there's problems again. This guy needs to be suspended. I think he's going to miss the entire season. And that's why they drafted McCall Hardman a little bit early out of Georgia because he kind of fits the same bill that Tyreek Hill fits Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. offense. We talk about it a lot. You can't coach speed, but the Supreme Court, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but, but the justice system, has no time. No. No no clock. No clock. No time. They move at their own pace. Yeah. That and was not that was not a well thought out. It wasn't, joke. but I kinda of get where you're going with it. Like yeah, the, yeah. The, the 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 court moves as the court wants to move. And Correct. I guess that's what happens when you're like a judge. I guess you're allowed to do that. You know, I guess you like there everyone's at your beck and call. And mm. I respect it because you know the amount of work it takes to become a judge, I can't even imagine. I love the phrase judge, jury, and executioner. Because like in the olden days, there was an executioner. There wasn't. There's no executioner. That's ruthless. There's and people knew who the executioner in the town was. No, they didn't. You didn't know? What do no, you mean? Yeah, of course. No, because no. he wore the black hood that covered his face. Yeah, but everyone knows it's like Bill under the hood. <laughs> the like six seven guy in the bar who's exactly. like <laughs> All right, exactly. He's like yeah, the strongest who's, man. Who's got like the axe strapped to his back, but now he's got the hood off, so like people are supposed to not think that that's him. Yeah, it's like everyone knows, dude. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. It's like it's like the Superman Clark Kent thing. Like he puts on glasses. I don't even want to get into that. The guy looks the same. 
He looks like who are you fooling? What man? now? His now he doesn't have the one curl on his forehead. Yeah, all of a sudden the curl. It can't the be the class. same person. Can't be a who? Do twins? Twins. This strapping six five, absolutely ripped journalist. Yeah, the handsomest journalist on the planet, who just happens to be a nerd. Yeah, guy, guy looking like a linebacker. You know, because I, he was a late bloomer. Yeah, I hate he didn't when, get bigger until he was like eighteen. I hate when people go up to tall people and be like, "Wow, you're a waste of height," cause and they don't play basketball because that's just rude. Maybe they're not athletic, but that guy was a waste of height. He would have been that guy. I would have no problem. He'd be the exception, Clark Kent. And you know what? You can't coach speed and the um, the executioners. We should bring them back. What happened to Clark Kent's? I don't know why college career. Thought. What do you mean? I mean, like, clearly this guy is a superb athlete. Yeah, well, dude. I, Next level. Uh, he's a waste. He, if I was Superman, stop saving the world. Literally flying under the radar. So lame. Go go be in the NBA. Why would he be in the NBA? Dunks. Dunk contest. MVPs. Nike deals. Like, blew it, dude. Stop saving the world. Like, don't be that guy. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're working in a, in a <laughs> hypothetical world here. So really milk it. Okay, bro. Okay, okay. But you know who is milked at all they can? Tyreek Hill. That dude's. I, he. You know what? Go to jail. If the, if he had beat his son, are you cool with him going to jail? Yeah. He, she should. I'm done with like people. I mean, I hate like ruling into things that I don't know all the facts to. But I'm saying if I'm saying if he beat yes, his son and, yes. and it comes out that he's done this and he's found guilty, go to prison. Absolutely. Go to jail. Like we're gonna send Plaxico for shooting himself in the foot. Mike Vick's gonna go to jail for dog fighting. Go. See ya, bro. And I don't even feel bad. I don't care how talented you are. I'm kind of sick of that shit. You commit a crime, which this is a crime if you beat his kid. Go to prison. It's a big-time crime. It's a big-time crime. I don't care how rich you are. All right? So pack your bags, Tyreek Hill. You're done. And then we'll close it out with the Game of Thrones recap. That was it. The final. The finale. The see you later. Adios, motherfucker. That was it. Fiend. Done. Fiend. Yeah. Done. Stick a fork in yourself. You're done. Game of Thrones. Pack it back. Stick a fork in yourself. You're done. Game of Thrones. Like the third time today. Third time's a charm. Um, decent. It was just like whatever at that point. I mean, yeah. The, the, <clears throat> those guys directed it. Obviously directed it. Kind of just averagely directed. You know, piece. There's just some scenes that like there's like a close up of Tyrion's face that was like a minute and a half, and I was like, Why yeah. They I had like th- they had the know? first thirty minutes were like three scenes: one of Tyrion walking, one of Jon walking, one of Danny walking, so slowly. Oh my god, you like so slowly. I, I I'm glad you agree with me on that because I just really over dramatic. I felt so. Like. Oh my god, so over dramatic. I, I saw Tyrion walking. And we know he's not the fastest walker in the realm, and we know that. Yeah, and, and that's like not his fault. He's right. just not the fastest walker in the realm. And the why I I'm going all right. He was walking for like a minute, then he starts walking for like two minutes. I'm like oh my god, dude! Like, yeah, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm cool Literally. with seeing him cry over Cersei and Jaime for like a minute, but like the getting there, he should have just started there. Yeah, he should have been there already. I don't need to see him walk there. Right. I can see him like walk down. And that's it. <laughs> One thing. And then, like, you show the walking really, really slowly, and then John like, watches Danny like, walk off, and then all of a sudden, like, Arya's right next to him. Yeah. Just, like, popped right well, next no, to that, him. That, that, that makes sense. Does that it, makes... though? She walked past, like, she, every single Dothraki. Okay. She's the stealthiest person of all time. I, I, Inconsistencies, I though, because we see in the battle in King's Landing that, like, we're with her the entire way, and it takes her, like, 10 minutes to get from point A to point B. And now she's back to just apparating. 
True. Harry Potter reference. True, great Harry Potter reference. Thank um, you. I think she's been she moved up quickly. You know what? She's she's quick. She's she's, she's nim- quick. She's nimble footed. The Nimbus two thousand. Yeah, that's her running around the city though, and like with chaos falling, she right. can't really use her surroundings. Okay. she needs to. She's a bit forced now. Here's I'm gonna path. hit some some beef I have with it. Go. Where did all these Dothraki come from? I thought we had less Dothraki too. We're looking at like they're the real. We're looking w- at like thousands of Dothraki. They are the real winners. Are they asexual creatures and they can just multiply like cells? They're the real winners of the whole Game of Thrones. Like you want to talk who really won? The Did Dothra- they? Yeah. They- no, Bran. <sighs> they started from the bottom. They never had a hiccup. Like people had hiccups and they, you know, back downs every now and then. But the Dothraki, as a group of people. They really just had a really upward trajectory the entire show. Interesting, because like fifteen of the like head King Dothraki guys got burned alive. Yeah, I'm saying the Dothraki as a whole, not the top guys. Yeah. For sure, the top guys had some problems. Okay, it's always going to be like, an issue with that. Complaint number two. Yeah, it's a lot easier to complain than to praise. For just sure, throwing that out there easily. Complaint number two: Tyrion, who has betrayed Danny multiple times, gets like one last chance with her. He goes, I don't want to be the the uh, the hand anymore, throws down the pin, it bounces down the stairs. That was kind of cool. And then she's just like, lock him up in a cell. You're going to tell me this woman who has burned an entire city isn't just going to be like, Shrikaris, get your dragon to burn Tyrion on the spot. She like Make me. that happen, right? Because it's like certainly within her character now. Make John watch that. Make him not have this 15-minute conversation with Tyrion about things. And then that pushes him over the edge to kill Danny. Jon Snow lost all... What do you think about that? So down. I, okay. Again, like, again, like Jon Snow, uh, action over like ridiculous dialogue. That's what, if we're gonna If you're going to utilize action, utilize action correctly. I don't need all this dialogue that we had, honestly, because it's not as good as it used to be. And Tyrion, just like, if you're going to kill Varys that quickly, Tyrion, in that case, should buy by the same rules. He's betrayed you more times than Varys had. For sure. And, you know, on a worse scale, almost in some ways. And they should have just burnt Tyrion right there. I love Tyrion. It would have sucked if he died, but I would have understood. All right. It would have made sense. And like you're saying, Jon Snow should have gone to her later, killed her in the red key, killed her in the iron the throne, throne room. room. And do not have the dragon burn the throne down. Yeah. Well, it, all of I a dug, sudden, it has the wherewithal to do that. I dug the first, um, the first breath where he, like, couldn't burn Jon because he was a Targaryen. So he had to, like, frustratingly, like, blow it to the side i was i was cool with that the first breath the second breath when he actually melted the thing i'm like dude you don't know what the iron throne is you're a dragon what's like the level okay three dragons right beginning yeah. of the show yeah well after season one how much smarter was drogon than the other two dragons because yeah. the other two dragons are seemingly just idiots to get hit like that they're and, he, not as and he's like they're he's not like agility. einstein their agility is not there their you know, awareness is not high i mean drogon was like a 99 in Madden. In Madden, but that doesn't mean like he's still a dragon. He doesn't know to burn the Iron Throne down. Like it's a hot take, but I'm just I'm just literally. saying yeah, it's literally a hot take. I'm just saying though, like where how does he know what's good? He doesn't. And then you're gonna tell me that motherfucking Bran Stark is in charge? How are you going to do that to me? The ultimate and, schemer. Uh, he's the ultimate schemer. And he knew what he was doing. He yeah. like pins people. He wanted to be in charge because yeah. it's not Bran Stark anymore, the three eyed raven. And I actually People are talking about how like ruthless he is because he knew what was going down, right? He like can essentially predict the future. He's an he, asshole. Knew, he knew that Danny was going to burn everyone. He knew it. Bran Stark, it's like. He knew it. It's like I was telling somebody. Ruthless. That, I don't even know if I said this on the show, but I said it to somebody the other day, maybe, that he, Bran Stark. Is like if we had a time machine, if someone invented a time machine nowadays, and 
And we're like, all right, we're going to go back and just kill Hitler and kill Bin Laden before any of this stuff goes down. And Bran Stark would be the guy that was like, no, 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 we can't mess with time. He would be that guy. And I would tell that guy, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm maybe not me. Maybe someone who's got more some, you know, tactical assassin experience. Mm-hmm. But like, fuck you, Bran Stark. Stop this. People don't need to die, dude, for you to be on the throne. For you, cause, And you know what, dude? Throughout Raven lives for like a thousand years. And that means Bran Stark, they're going to be, everyone will be dead around Bran Stark. And he'll still be in charge. Bran the Broken. Not following a guy whose name is Brandon Broken. Yeah. He needs to be killed. I, that's, a, yeah. I mean, I think that it was unintentionally made that, like, he ruthlessly knew it was going to happen and did that. I think that was unintentional. I think they were just like, we have to make Bran the king because George R.R. told us we did. And they, like, forgot that he had, that he has, like, power over all this stuff. I think they knew. I got, I'm giving a little credit. They're not fools. They, I don't know, dude. No, they just listen. They're they're the Edmure Tullys of of writing. Mate, they they messed up. They botched it. They had a great thing in their hands. They it just it's what you know what they're not dumb guys. It's just it's it was out of the hands of a genius, and it was clear. Yeah, it's when it's when you know when mortals try to do geniuses work, mm. and they couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Like they're not. They don't know what that guy knows. There's not their idea. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like if, you know, we had somebody who comes on and you can listen to all our shows. You can listen to every one of our shows. And we're obviously, we're not the level of George R. Martin. And I, I know that. But it's like, yeah, you do an episode. It's not. It's easier said than done. It's like if Picasso handed us a paintbrush and a canvas and, and like told us the like the key three things to painting a, a masterpiece. Yeah. And then just let us go. Yeah. We, we would make something. It would be terrible, though. Dude, he could hold my hand and move my brush. It still wouldn't be the same thing. No. Unless he had the brush in his hand. It's just not the same thing. And that was evident. That was evident part. It was a big-time part of the show. Yeah. And that, and that, it, it, that was the ultimate sacrifice and the downfall of the Game of Thrones. And they just really... Jon Snow was with the backbone of the show, and they just took his character, and they just punted it off a building. Weak. Until good until good move to, to reunite him with Ghost, though. Yeah, whatever. Like that's like it was so it's so Marvel like you know PG thirteen. Yeah, so PG thirteen. It's a rated R show. It's a rate. Show me some rated R shit. There were some cool things though that I I, I definitely like disliked episode five and four more than that last episode. I mean, episode five can lick my nuts. It was quite quite tragic. And when I saw it, they kill my favorite character like that, I was like, yo, do not... Jaime. Jaime Lannister. I wanted Jamie Lannister, like, yo, Arya kills Cersei. Jamie kill Arya. And then, boom. What about... Uh, what'd you, <laughs> how'd you feel about uh, Robin Aaron making a, a guest appearance? Hey, look, look bro, he looked healthy. He looked good. He looked strong. Listen, bro, I made fun Kinda of looked him. looked like Nick. He looks, he looks exactly like Nick, Robin Aaron. Him and Nick look so much alike. One, two, the breast milk thing. I poo-pooed it for a while, but like, maybe people should stay, stay on the, the breast a bit longer. I'm not, age eight's a bit extreme, mm-hmm. but don't knock off. You're saying we've got two people now? We've got Tormund and Robin Aaron? I'm just saying. Who've both grown up to be strapping young men. <laughs> strapping men, young men. <laughs> and they, they're strong. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe we shouldn't pull off at like one. I know it sucks for the woman. No pun intended. I have no. It's not, it's not me burdening. This, it's not my burden to bear. Right. But like maybe we should find a common ground. 
Um, yeah, I'll let that be your take. That's cool. Listen, I'm not weighing in on it. I'm, you don't have to weigh in on it. But if I'm, okay. if I'm, if I have a kid, my wife's cool with it. I'm down to let this little dude breastfeed to like three instead of just start shoveling down McNuggets down his face at age two. Uh, you know what? It, it, Curb stunts the growth. Look at Robin Aaron. Robin mm-hmm. Aaron is fit as a fiddle now. We made fun yep. of him. We shit on him. This dude is back. This dude would beat the shit out of Edmund Turley. Okay, question. Go. Who on Game of Thrones yeah. has like the best career after it? Oh, uh, who's like... I think, to me, it's pretty evident. Sansa. Yeah, Sophie Turner is... Oh, oh, as a good next actress? Le- next level star. Well, she's got the X-Men thing going. Yeah. Strike the iron while it's hot. She's got the X-Men thing going. I'm interested to see where... I mean, we saw Ramsey kind of... He's had a... Mo- Joffrey's done. With everything. Everything. He's not acting any longer. No, he's done. Um, Sean Bean does whatever he wants to do. Right. He's chilling. He's had a great career already. Yeah. I'm interested to see what happens with Kit Harrington now. Me too. He's, he's like the big up in the air here. Can to- he shake... The Jon Snow, I don't know if he can. Oh, I think he'll be able to. I think he'll be able to. I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's a really good actor. I think he'll be able to shake it. I think uh, Dinklage, that was like his, like, I mean, I mean, he, he may blow up like Cranston did. He, he can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he, he wants. It's like he Cranston was big before the show, though. He was big, yeah. But this was like his Brian Cranston Breaking Bad role. Okay. Which is like, oh, you know, it's one role. But like people like live their entire lives at anything like that. I'd love a, just a show with Peter Dinklage as the star. I think, I, like, I think we'll get one. I think so too. I, I think, think it's we'll fair. One. I, I just hope it's different than like the Tyrion kind of like. No, smart, I want like a modern quippy like. Yeah, I don't. I just don't want the character to be smart. Okay. Being like, I want to see him kind of do something different for his sake. Interesting. I don't know. It could be a hot take. Okay. I think uh, Alina Headley might get something. Some. I'm interested to see though. Yeah, I think she's chilling. I mean, the thing that we forget is that a lot of these people just made so much freaking money that yeah. they don't have to do much for a while. Yeah, money's tight. They, Money is tight. They are, yeah, they are not scraps for cash. Yeah, they could throw it around. They could go drive some cigars. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens though. Maybe I'm interested to see what happens with Brienne of Toth. Okay. Yeah, it's like a whole lot of big what ifs. You know, I think the Brand Stark. I think he's gonna be a model. That guy. I stalked his Instagram page. He likes wearing Prada and stuff like that. Yeah, he's got good fashion taste. I guess. I, I don't know. I'm being like a writer, like a novels or some stuff. He kind of looks like a looks like smart. a food critic. Yeah, he looks he looks exactly like a food critic. He's he, pretty smart. He's a definitely like turtleneck guy, oh. full full neck turtleneck. He's like some a, glasses that like he probably a, doesn't need. Steve Jobs is what you're describing. Not jeans though. No jeans. Not jeans. Jobs was the black turtleneck with jeans. And New Balances. Does he wear New Balances? Probably. Probably. I, this guy is going to be like turtleneck. Tight slacks, loafers. like Gucci pants, yeah, and like loafers, loafers. yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see. Hot, but I think a Sophie T is is the right move there. And are we uh, getting a spinoff with Arya and what she's doing west of the do you west want of that or no? I'm cool. I'm cool to see Maisie Williams be Arya Stark for a little longer. Yeah, I can fuck with it. That means we get some more Jack and Agar. I want a little closure on that. Maybe, yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. I want to see John become the Night King as he travels off. Not yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, but you know, the man can dream. Mm-hmm. And on that note, to the fans out there. Swing off full count. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they free. Go get that iron thrown even though it's melted to oblivion. <laughs> and hit your free throws. Why toss? Because they free. We out you. We love you.
There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.